0: Hello and welcome to Helios yes blog. My name is Helios yes, here for another reaction video. Today, Michaela Peterson talks to an evolutionary psychologist for relationship advice. Let's get into it. The reason she's alone is because she's difficult. Women are not accepting the bare minimum. Women, fuck men they respect. All
1: the women who say things like I'm strong, independent, I don't need no man, like y'all impress me.
0: Women just gaslight each other and say what they want to hear.
1: It's, kind of it's an easy way to
2: live until you end up in federal prison, and then it's not so great.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, what about um, white-collared sociopaths? What do they look like? Um, Blue-collared? Well, you, you didn't correct me, but did I do that wrong? Yeah, so you, White-collar, blue-collar? You can have
2: white-collar sociopaths who um, don't typically get involved in violent fights, and they don't typically end up in jail, but... They're willing to do the lying, deceiving, manipulating, in order to get higher status, wealth, and prestige. So you might expect them to end up in professions like sales, marketing, uh, politics, um, running crypto exchanges that don't don't actually have the crypto that they promised to have.
0: Ah, you mean uh, that's just a Ponzi scheme, right? A pyramid scheme. Is the, is the idea there. Right. And these guys are, of course, successful with women. And it's no surprise why. They're successful because women don't really care how you give them the security. They just care that they get it. Women are very practical in relationships. So it doesn't matter if you're an evil man. If you provide the money, the security, the house, the car, the, the safety, she doesn't care how you get it. That's the point. And very often, they don't want to know. They just turn a blind eye.
2: etc. And then, um, I know some forensic accountants who work on uh, white-collar crime and figuring out what actually happened in this company. Where did it go wrong? And they say there's also something called a pink-collar psychopath, which is they start out white-collar, right? They're not violent. But if they get audited... If there's a legit threat that could destroy their career, then they can actually turn violent and get some blood on the white collar, right? So that's the pink collar.
0: Oh, um, yep. So that sounds a lot like um, what was his name? Um, oh man, come on! Super famous guy um, that uh, defrauded many, many, many people. uh Madoff, Bernie, Bernie Madoff. Yeah. Sounds like him. Uh, apparently, he was nice enough until he was caught, and then he wasn't so nice. Um, and also, I, I believe he also never admitted any wrongdoing. I, I, believe, I believe that as well. You, you guys can fact-check me. I, I don't remember exactly.
2: So auditors, uh, people who do taxes, um, white-collar crime investigators, they do have to be a little cautious that just because somebody has an MBA... Um, doesn't mean they're never going to turn violent if you're you're probing deeply into the finances of their their shady startup company
0: okay. right interesting anyway uh let's do the shilling hit the like hit the subscribe hit all the notifications drop me a donation like hunter m on and tom m link is in the description buy my books at bit.ly slash books and go to my patreon and subscribe patreon.com slash the helios blog all right shilling is done let's continue
1: yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I bet you could get some people who weren't even really on the sociopathic spectrum and still, if they do something wrong and then get probed into, can turn violent.
2: Yeah, totally. And, you know, there's, there's certain kinds of professions and, and social situations that can kind of nudge people either in the compassionate direction or the kind of sociopathic direction just because the norms in their profession so think about if you go to med school to become a surgeon, right? You actually have to become a bit of a situational sociopath to do surgery at all, because we have most of us have an innate aversion to like cutting into people and messing with their organs. So yeah. thank God that humans can suppress that kind of compassion under certain circumstances where it's adaptive to do that.
0: Oh. Indeed, and what's funny is that girls do find people like that very attractive. Again, is there's a TV show about exactly that called, uh, what is it, uh, Grey's, Grey's Anatomy, I believe. But anyway, you know, I've, I've mentioned many times the archetypes of, like, men that women find attractive, the, the, the quote-unquote uh, dream guy. You know, these are the guys in romance novels. So the the guys are high-powered businessman, surgeon, vampire, werewolf, pirate, prince, and also superhero. These are the ones. So there you go.
1: Why did lying develop? Is that an evolutionary tool? Like, why is it that... Indeed. I mean, I guess we just talked about psychopathy a little bit and socio sociopathy, but... Why is it that some people lie so much, that that tell stories constantly? Can that be um, due to, you know, childhood issues, and can that develop because of that? Or why why do some people tell stories constantly? Uh, I think, you know, if you ask, like, take a step
2: back and ask why did language evolve? in the first place. Like, why can we communicate complex thoughts and feelings to each other in a way that no other animal species can do with as much finesse? Um, People like Richard Dawkins have argued complex animal communication, like human language, did not evolve to convey truth. It did not evolve to reach some group consensus about how the world is. It evolved to influence or manipulate other animals or people to do things in your interest.
0: Right, and and not not just this. Um, again, lying allows for men to get laid. Uh men that otherwise would never have gotten laid, right? They so so the irony is this. The man that is capable of lying and convincing people to do stuff for him is actually showing that he's intelligent enough to achieve other things. It's actually uh, a sign of intelligence, which makes it attractive. So a man that's able to lie convincingly is actually more attractive uh, to, to women because higher intelligence is more attractive. Why? Because it means the man is adaptive to many different situations and able to solve the situations. Ironically, the man being a little bit evil makes him more attractive. And we already know this, right? That, that women are attracted to dark triad traits. And that would be why? Because a man who can be manipulated who is dark uh, you know who has dark triad traits can then have those directed for her benefit he's more likely to he's basically a stronger tool right because what do women do they use their bedroom fund to manipulate men effectively right uh, and and wh- why do they manipulate the men at all they do it for the sake of their children right So it's it comes full circle.
2: other animals people to do things in your interest okay so the classic example of animal communication is a male trying to seduce a female animal that's right, right displaying some big courtship plumage or like a bird song or a whale song um, uh, a given call whatever and the point is not to convey reliable information <laughs> about the state of the world right the point is to convey information about I'm a cool guy, I have good genes, my brain works well, mate with me, and you'll have good babies.
0: That's right, exactly. And also, the ability to lie and manipulate means that those babies will have a better outcome, right? Because although other people are hurt by it, you will benefit, right? That's the point. Okay,
2: so that's the, the, the foundation of a lot of animal communication. Then when it comes to humans... You know, a lot of chit-chat that we do is sort of subtle bragging or it's entertaining other people so that they will kind of reward us with more status or prestige or mating opportunities or or jobs or or whatever. So if you take that animal communication view of human language, then um, lying, but also Kind of humor and telling benign fictions like stories and myths and entertainment right that should come as no surprise um, it's only if you have this model of language that's that says language should work like two objective computers communicating with each other to do like a uh, a hard to hack bank transfer
0: right right but that's not ex- that's not what language is actually for right. Because, again, what is the biological imperative? The biological imperative is reproduction. So, if we're going by the biological reason for life, which is reproduction, then language and communication should have some beneficial role in reproduction. It's not about conveying information so much as it is a benefit to helping you get laid, right? Effectively. So, for women... What is the point? They're better at lying than men for several reasons. They want to mask who the actual father is so that they can steal resources from a man who thinks the child is his. That's one. Uh, they lie to the girls around to make them think that they actually like them so that those women can help them to raise their children. Um they lie to the group to say that they're virtuous, so that they get picked for reproduction, as opposed to being, you know, relegated because they have too many, uh, too high an end count. Um, you know, they lie so that they can get free resources from men who think that they're interested in them when they're really not, and so on. Right? Because again, the evolutionary psychologist he hasn't mentioned that women actually lie much more than men and more effectively, and do uh, better lies. And, again, also, women fear ostracism from the group much more than men. A man can survive on his own for a long time. Women, not so much. So, if she gets kicked out of the tribe, very likely she'll die. That's, that's a thing as well. Right.
2: That's a wrong model of language. Um, so... Like I've got a ten-month-old baby daughter, and I see her just learning, you know, the beginnings of babbling, and she can say "mama" and "dada" and so forth. And she will use those tools to the best of her ability to kind of manipulate us to get right. stuff she wants exactly right attention, food, um, playing with a certain toy. And so, as soon as communication capacities develop there's we start to use them to influence other people and i think you know that's fine it's just there's good ways to try to influence other people and then there's super deceptive manipulative ways to do it that don't actually yield like mutual benefits at all
0: indeed so mutually beneficial versus uh, it, it what he's describing is actually game theory right So you can have a pro-social way of communicating, pro-social meaning effectively it's tit-for-tat, which means one person gives a benefit, other person gives a benefit, one person gives a benefit, another person gives a benefit, and it just passes back and forth in a tit-for-tat fashion, good for good for good for good. Now, in the sociopath strategy, it's not tit-for-tat the sociopath accepts the good but doesn't give the good back right so they're effectively stealing the the good and until the other person in the game figures it out they've netted that much benefit right that's the idea behind the sociopathic manipulation communication style there is benefit to it but the problem is these people have to bounce from person to person to person as friends because obviously it, it, this strategy doesn't work in the long term. It works in the short term.
1: Congratulations. Thanks.
0: You've got our da- daughter yeah, too, right? That's cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she's five. Yeah.
0: Congratulations.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Hey, guys. This episode was-
0: Nope. No ads. We're skipping that. Let's continue.
1: Uh, I want to talk. So you said you kind of you're worked with or knew people in the pickup artist group, like whatever that is, Um, are there tactics you could tell men that aren't sociopathic but can work to help them get women?
2: Yeah. So Tucker Max and I did a whole book on this called, uh, the hardback was called Mate, the paperback was called What Women Want, and this came out 2015, 2016. We took a very different approach. We were kind of reacting against pickup artist culture a little bit.
0: Right. So, pickup artists, effectively, their strategy is not to actually become a superior man. It's actually to lie, right? So, you understand what women want, which is, you know, a man that's better than her in every way. Um, And you aren't that because at, you know, let's say, let's say the pickup artist was a loser or a former loser or whatever, or, you know, the 19, 20 years old. So what they would do is they would lie about the things that women find attractive in order for them to select them and for them to get laid. So the idea of pickup is like, you know, you lie and say you're a surgeon so that you can get laid. Um, Or, you know, you're going to give off the, the attraction triggers that normally women find attractive. You're going to act aloof. You're going to act like you don't care. You're going to act as though you're higher value. You're going to tell uh, stories that talk about how awesome you are and so on. But actually, you're not any of those things. These are just stories you've made up for the purpose of getting laid. So it does work. But the problem is that after a while once you're actually in a relationship it doesn't work right because it was all a lie the way to prevent this is to actually work on being one of the top 20%ers right the the next level past pickup is realizing that women have a certain archetype of man that they all find attractive or generally that they find attractive and that's a man that other men want to be and other women want to be with right That would be a competitive, strong, successful man. And the point is that it's time better spent breaking into the top 20 than actually lying to get bedroom fun. It's actually a much better use of your time and you'll actually get laid even more following the first strategy as opposed to the lying strategy. Though the lying strategy does work, it's just not effective in the long term. It's basically... um, Exactly the sociopath strategy, right? Rather than you giving benefit by being a strong, successful, competitive man and getting reciprocated desire and, and genuine desire for that and bouncing it back and forth with with women, which would be basically the you know, the tit for tat strategy, the the positive masculinity strategy. You could just sociopathically lie about those attraction triggers and women won't know the difference and you'll still get laid. The only problem is you can't actually have relationships. You can only have short term arrangements because after a while, girls will discover that you're not the guy you say you are, right? And that's why the first strategy is better than the second because imagine you're constantly lying like this while not actually working on yourself you're getting laid yes but once the girls realize that you're not the kind of guy that does that kind of stuff they'll immediately be unattracted to you and you'll have to go and restart the whole process so it's you're better off actually investing in yourself and working on yourself and actually becoming a top 20 percent man than doing the lying strategy all right let's continue
2: um the strategy we took is to try to help young single men understand what women want, what traits and skills they're looking for, and then to try to convince young men, actually, there aren't really very good like cheat codes. That's right. But the way to attract a good girlfriend is actually become a better man That's and right. build the traits that are legit attractive. That's right. And so the whole book was basically about Like, if you just allocate a little bit of time and energy, you can actually get dramatic improvements in many of these traits. Like, it's not actually that hard to get in better physical shape. Whatever your body type, whatever your height, like, you can build muscle, you can lose fat, you can get more energy. Right. Here's how to do it. Right, and we talked about everything from kettlebells to jujitsu and so forth. Or if you want to improve your mental health, be less depressed and anxious and 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 introverted and scared like they're
0: right so effectively what is the man that all women want tall strong confident with money so an easy archetype you just think off the top of your head would be like a werewolf or a vampire or a prince think about any disney prince that's the man right so how do they look they're tall and broad and strong and they have money and they're confident and charismatic and, you know, they come from a good family and all that. That's the guy. And, you know, then and then the girl's dream is that he's also a white knight who's, like, you know, this, like, nice guy who, like, obviously that's BS because the, the traits required to become that tall, broad, strong, successful, competitive man, those traits than necessarily remove the weakness and the loseriness and the anxiousness. They have, to, they have to remove it by design. Otherwise, you're not attractive. So there it is. Let's continue.
2: There's reliably effective ways to do that also. And you're, like your dad has talked about some of these. Get enough sleep. Eat right so your blood sugar is not going up and down all the time. Um, do your exercise meditate be mindful blah 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 and then there's a bunch of other traits that matter to women sense of humor you can work on that right you know, a lot of young men
0: well now sense of humor is actually bullshit women don't actually find a sense of humor attractive what they find is women find men who are attractive to them funny no matter what they find them funny when they're just talking normally that's the thing right the thing is when you become Chad, then the girls want you that's the point and they find you hilarious because whatever you say is hilarious because they'll hang on every word and they'll hang on every word because you're attractive that's the point
2: I'll devote like 10 times as much effort to studying for one particular class in college as they'll devote to building their their active sense of humor, right? Um, like taking an improv comedy class or
1: whatever. So, or that works. Uh, yeah. if you can improve that, I figured s- some people are just—I don't know—that you'd had to develop it like below the age of ten or something. I-
0: nope. Nothing is that like. The truth is this: it's not. It's not simple. Sorry, it's 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 not it's not complicated. But it takes a lot of work, right? A lot of things in life are mostly like that. It's not actually hard, but you can't do it in a week. It needs to be developed over years, right? And all these traits, multiple traits.
1: I don't know what I was thinking, but that that some people are naturally so funny and some people aren't. But there are ways to fix that.
0: Yeah. The guys that are naturally funny are the guys you find attractive.
1: Yeah. Or yeah that. I, I mean,
2: look, I'm a pretty hardcore hereditarian about a lot of things. And, and I think, you know, evolution and genes are really, really important. But we have these big brains in order to be able to learn useful skills. Indeed. And I
0: think, um, including the skills that you need to get laid. Again, this, this guy's attitude is very good right? it's The, the concept is uh, that at everything, you start off terrible, and you improve yourself over time. And over time, by improving yourself, you get better at all the things you're bad at. Nobody starts off at anything good. You have to practice and work at, and that includes getting girls. It is a skill that can be learned. It is a skill you can be good at.
2: Just a lot of young men are, are, are like misallocating their learning time to like getting really good at Call of Duty or right. um, exactly. Elder Ring or some video game. And they could like take the hundreds of hours yeah. that they're doing that and allocate it to stuff that like women actually care about.
0: Right. But if you do that, again, a lot of guys, what they say is don't do it for women right? You do it so that you become superior, right? But truth be told, the biological imperative is one of the main reasons for our existence. So you could, but ultimately you're not really doing it for women. You're doing it for your future children, right? You're doing it for yourself effectively because your children will be 50% you, So what you're actually doing is these skills that you're developing are then the skills that will be transferred to your children. So it helps you to get laid. Getting laid helps you to have children. And those children, you'll impart those very skills that you use to get laid onto them, right? That's actually what you're learning it for. You're not actually learning it for the girl. You're learning it for your children. That's the point because your children will learn from you how to be. That's how it's actually working. All right. We're going to end the video there. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, hit all for notifications. Drop your donation like Hunter M, Adrian on Tom M. Buy my books at bit.ly slash Helios Books. And of course, go to my Patreon and subscribe patreon.com slash the Helios Blog. Thank you so much for listening, guys, especially listening to the end. I really do appreciate it. Take care of yourselves and I'll see you Next time.